0: In this edition of the Lace Out Podcast, we talk about the Port Adelaide's rise, St Kilda's great showing against the Adelaide Crows, why have North sunk so low this year? Is Farco still the right man? The D's are back, and so much more. Hosted by Jamie Wallace and Chris Pepper, we bring you your footy hell you want it. Lace Out now. On with the episode. Oh, Lace Out's back. Another great week. Jamie, you're looking refreshed. You're looking happy listeners viewers welcome back we're so so happy to have you here for another night of lace out action the single greatest podcast in the history of the world football is fantastic life is fantastic thanks for tuning in everybody Robbie Smith congratulations a champ welcome to the podcast my friends my co-host the great man Jamie Wallace is back again we can't do the show like I said, I'm Lace, he's out, together, it's how you want your footy. How are you, great man? I'm very well, how are you? Oh, about to burst a blood vessel trying to get all the tech getting ready for tonight. Two minutes before we started this recording, everything went to the Scheisenhausen. Everything.
1: Yep. Have I still got um, robot voice from every other week? Well, you've got what? No. Well, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you last were good last week.
0: Had, you were good. I had robot voice last week. That's all right. Yeah,
1: I'm not fast.
0: Now it was it's fine good. It was good. It was good. It was pretty good. Don't forget Jake. Now it was all good. It was all it was all good. It was all great. Can't complain. Um, yeah, everything's fantastic. Hello. <laughs> oh my God, the kids are coming in they're annoying me now. Everything's good.
1: mate, how are you? More importantly, how's life? How's the kids? It's, uh, yeah, the Cyclone. Cyclone Hux is, he's good. He's always good. Um, Had some uh, interesting conversations on Sunday around my parenting. But, um, but we'll with who? Who had that me. chat yeah. with you? A And uh, it was all revolving around the Port Adelaide game and my parenting style. Ah, oh, there's well, nothing wrong with
0: it at all. Nothing wrong with it. Parenting or barracking? Oh, That's the same
1: thing, isn't it? Isn't it the same thing? Wow! Oh, well, I just, I just, I just copped some dirty looks. Um, so I don't know, Peps. I, I don't know. Elira was not happy with me. Oh, but, um, but, but anyway, we'll get into that all and more on today's
0: show. Oh, fantastic! Lots to talk about. I will say one thing. I am that excited. Football is great at the moment. There were some absolutely corker games on the weekend and there was some absolute tripe. And, you know, we're going to get into that. I'm going to get into a few things. I'm talking about last week's statistics and everybody couldn't stand my statistics. Well, I'm going to be going with it again. Um, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Port Adelaide, can they do no wrong?
1: Um, well, I don't know. What do you, what do you mean? I, I wasn't... I wasn't stressed at all i wasn't uh i was comfortable yeah of course you were, we're comfortable were you yeah i was i was really um calm i was on the couch i was just kicking back just watching the game and just letting the world just wash over
0: yeah okay so why don't we just go through some of the texts let me just go uh let's go through some of the texts that we just discussed as we went through the game on sunday uh mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna go these verbatim talking to jamie all right Um, all right. Uh, Hey, mate, this is a cracking game. Bit of a tight, bit tight in the crotch. West off. That's you. Don't Don't even. Couldn't resist. Just looked at him then. Oh, why is he still on their list? Offers absolutely nothing. Good beard. Handy point. What a unit. Oh, my God. And I think that was when they kicked their goal. Then we had some lols. And then basically you were going into a meltdown, especially when they had those last five. When you had five shots at goal in the last eight minutes, four of them were points. And then it took good old Robbie Gray to slot one from the boundary. That was the best game of football I have watched in a long, 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 long time. That last quarter, if you haven't watched it, listeners, get a copy of it, get on your KO, get on your AFL, whatever you can do, pirate a copy of it. I don't care. It was probably one of the best quarters of football
1: I have seen in a long time. As I said, completely under control. Bulls Not even. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you would have been melting. You would have been going into meltdown. Like I was going into meltdown tonight at the fact
1: that I couldn't get any of the chat going. So let me just tell you, let me just wind it back. Cause I need to tell you the story of how much trouble I got in watching that game. Um, so first things first, my child is an iPad addict as, I don't know, all modern kids are these days. Oh, yeah. Oh, so he's addicted. So what we have to do is uh, I was in charge of looking after him while Lira was just doing some work for school. I said, yeah, no worries. I'm watching the footy. We're calm, <laughs> under control. So I had to put the iPad somewhere in the kitchen. So I sort of put it – sorry, kitchen lounge area. So I, I put it somewhere where I could sit, but he couldn't. Yep. And I had my uh, – I had the Bluetooth headphones on. So I was listening to the game and I was – glancing to it and checking it every couple of seconds. I reckon the last, the last five minutes, I reckon when it was, when it was Dixon who missed his kick. Yep. I let out one yell. I let out one yell. of a no, and left it at like that. The time when I, the, the trouble for me started when Todd Marshall missed the snap. <gasps> what was Robbie Gray doing? I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I I literally screamed. I've never screamed at a game of football but I screamed like I was getting murdered. What happened after that, Peps, was my house went into meltdown. My wife ran up the stairs, across, burst through the door, thinking that something really bad had happened to Hux because the scream that I let out... She burst in and she's like, what's happening? Blah, blah, blah. And i got my Bose headphones on. So I've got noise cancelling. I cannot hear anything. I'm just in the hey, game.
0: They are noise cancelling, but they are not wife cancelling. Oh, they they so must she... have some sort of thing where they work out with the people who make these things. It blocks out any
1: noise except for the wives. True? People? <laughs> True? Thank you. I was, I was so, and then she's like, why are you screaming for? I thought something happened, I had a huck, sta, da 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 da, you were screaming, you were carrying on, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I, I said, I can't even, I can't even tell you what happened now because I am, I, I don't know how I can use it without swear words. Oh mate, it then, was,
0: it was, the, it was probably the best quarter of football I've seen, like I said, for a long, long time, long well, time. Forty two seconds awesome. happened. It was just awesome.
1: Well, forty-six seconds happened, and I thought, ah, Carlton have won it. That, that was our chance. Carlton's won it, and then, and then the forty-six second drill happened. A, a pack mark to Jonas, a handball to Peter Laddams, which you never handball to Ruckman. You don't. You, you do handball to, to Ruckman. No. The, got a little got a little handball out, and uh, Robbie Gray marked it. And I'm thinking, oh no, Robbie. I call him Robbie Spray because he, he really can convert when you need him right in front like you did only three minutes earlier. And I'm like, oh yeah, radio." It went through. The kick went through and I just well, I think I got on to Lace Out straight away. Just... <laughs> yeah, did. I'm the Posted.
0: one who usually posts them up and you're doing videos. If you haven't had a chance, people we'll get on the Lace Out page
1: on Facebook
0: and check out Jamie's celebrationary video.
1: Raw emotion. I've, I've never been, Peps, and I can understand, we've been in footy together, I've never been so emotionally invested in a game of football like that before. Oh, I've, footy's great. Finals, semifinals, I've never been so emotionally invested into a game like I was. Nah, mate, footy is great. That's all. You know what
0: the best thing? Footy's awesome. You're awesome, awesome. And then you have to watch a Hawthorne game to just top off the weekend.
1: Mate... <laughs> Mate, you would have been double Cobras. (laughs) Double
0: Cobras. (laughs) It's funny. You know, I tend to have my bit of a rant on after games and I get quite emotional about my team being a Melbourne supporter. And when we did tipped out last week, I didn't pick them. You did. I didn't pick them. Footy tips. I didn't pick them because I'm a realist. Like coronavirus, that exists. Okay. Okay. This is not fake news. I didn't think at all we would win it because the way they played against Gold Coast was brilliant. I they're not going to be able to do it two in a week, two weeks in a row. No chance. We mm-hmm. get seven goals up. People are going, bugger it, I'm going out to the garden on the chat with the boys. I'm going out. That's it. I've had enough. I'm going to go watch the game. I'm going to go do some gardening. Oh, I'm going to get some. I'm like, fellas, it's not over yet. Just chill. What happens? They come out and kick the first two goals of the third quarter. I'm like, here we go again. Groundhog Day. And then what more could you ask for? What more could you ask for? They, they came through. I'll tell you what, there is no better man in form at the moment than Christian, Christian Pep tracker He is just a machine. He is just taking the piss out of everybody. And I am that excited to see it happen. It only took 91 games. One day, Jack Watts will get there. He he was brilliant. Gorn Gorn was just wherever do you want it, fellas. Whose throat do you want it down? Yep. Uh, It was just brilliant to see. They're starting to hit their targets. The weed, just everything just clicked. Hawthorne couldn't even stand a chance. And if I have to hear one more, Tom, about their magnificent midfield of Mitchell, didn't even know he played. Scully, oh. I put a video up today about Petrarca taking the piss out of Hawthorne. There's one where they do the Titanic music and he's running away from him and just ooh, pushing him away. It's just gold. Uh, Jager, and right. Jager, who mirror? <laughs> <And> Big boy <laughs> copped a spray avoid. Oh, no, it was just great to see. So I'm not going to go on about the these, but it was just good. To see. And they play Brisbane this week. You know, if you want a litmus test, that's going to be the one. And I'm feeling pretty confident. Good to see, Goody. Listen to me. aisle sixty three bought the axe, and everything's come to fruition. Harley Bennell's getting some more touches. It's, it's just good to see. So it's just it's you know it's just good, honest football. And then you have to have to watch
1: teams like North. Yeah. Peps. Oh. I, one observation I got from your game, and you and I have barracked for teams, so we, which 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 are okay. They've been okay over the last ten years. Yep. You and I have seen our fair share of witches' hats on a footy field. Fair to say? Yes, yes, yes. The speed of Melbourne made Hawthorne's back six look like witches' hats.
0: Uh, you know how last week I wore the Heritage East Keeler jersey? Yeah. I've I've been a witches' hat for many years. I can tell you there was plenty of years where we were witches' hats. Yep. they were witches' hats. They were they they're poo. They've got a lot of problems down there.
1: All I saw, every everything I saw, every part, every goal I saw of Melbourne, was a Hawthorne person, a defender doing this. They were just watching oh. it go over their head.
0: It's ridiculous, isn't it? It was just, it was brilliant to watch. And the thing that let them down for their first, how many games they've played? They've played six. So the first four rounds. What let them down was they weren't spotting up kicks in the inside fifty. They were just banging away. And yep. now they're actually looking, they're getting the they're hitting the forty-fives. They're not banging it just and hoping for the best. You got you got a forward in the weed who's making leads to contest, and you got the big big Jacko played his second game. Don't drop him, just play him. You got a little Coszy but now just everywhere. Oh, it's just it it, it takes a couple of weeks to go from wanting to murder the club to just wanting to celebrate it. But the lid is on. Two wins does not make a season. We've known that because we did only win two games only a couple of years ago. So we're just getting excited for Brisbane this week. And it's going to be a corker of a game. Who's going to stop Lockie Neal? Who's going to stop Petrarca? Who's going to stop uh, Zorko, Oliver, Gorn versus Martin, Andrews versus Wiedemann, May versus Hipwood? It's got all the yep. makings for an, a true classic, where Melbourne are going to get beaten by eight goals.
1: Um, big question here, Peps. Yeah, mate. And maybe it's for our conversation on Thursday when mm, we're tipped, mm, tipped out. Yeah. Are you nervous with T Mac coming back in? He won't get a game. Okay. I wouldn't pick him. Why would you pick him? I'm. That's he hasn't nonsense. played for
0: two weeks, and the forward line is magnificent. John Stevens. Yes. I don't want you on the podcast anymore. John, John Stevens, one of our followers, has said Brisbane by 50 points plus. You're dreaming. I, I, I
1: want to know team. who's going to stop McCluggage no. and
0: McStay. Uh, and- McCo gives a shit. It Mc- doesn't matter. <laughs> McDew for a loss. It's going to happen. For- the McDew for a loss. It's going to happen, all right? The lid's off in Brisbane. You've got perfect weather one day, Melbourne the next. We're going to destroy him. Still not going to All tip right. them, though. All right. So a couple of things that I wanted to point out is um, no Selwood, no Geelong.
1: No. Well, once again, I think one of the Geelong, it's just another thing Pep's out on this is where's their Ruckman? We spoke I... about it last year. We spoke about it the year before.
0: Where's their Ruckman? They haven't got one. And if they do, they don't play him. Is Reece Stanley do you but... still down
1: there? Well, Reece Stanley or Blitzars? Or who well, do when do you I got Blitz. Go
0: Apparently, Blitzars was the one a uh, couple of weeks ago who gave them a pump-up talk. Before the game. I don't know if you've heard Blitzar speak before, but he, he would put my kids to sleep.
1: Wow, it's just it's, it's a three-year three problem now.
0: Are they, the, are they the most overrated club from a commentator's perspective? They promise so much, they just, they just don't deliver. They, if they were yeah. smart, they'd trade danger. Get four draft picks, <laughs> get four first-rounders for him. He doesn't <laughs> he kick the live. ball. He, he's one of the worst kicks in the league. You reckon Does Robbie Gray it? sprays it? He sprays it everywhere.
1: Yeah,
0: he's like a he's, he's like a two year old toilet training. <laughs> that's what he's uh, like. Get- yeah, but that's what he's like. He's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Video's gone berserker again. Uh, yeah, but that's what he's like. He's shocking. Yeah, he yeah, is, yeah he's no good, mate. Oh, he's good. He's just no, he's good, but he sprays it too much. He's overrated. And who else is going to get the hard ball when Selwood's not there? And Nablet, he's finished. Sorry, the little master, not much longer. No. Yeah. So oh, there you go. Collingwood are just moving on nicely. Funny enough, I actually like watching Collingwood play. Well, who knows the go No goey Oh, well, no Goey, No De Collingwood. Maybe. Yeah. We could be having this conversation this week going, Hey, did you know that Pendlebury has a basketball background? I've does never it? heard that before. I heard that for the first right. time on the weekend. I think Bruce brought it up. Apparently, he's got a basketball he background.
1: Have um, does he have good um, space perception? What's it called? Oh, Some he's got a aware-
0: he's awareness is amazing.
1: Yes, that's his space that's perception. Right.
0: He's just and he's got so and, much time than everybody else. Like we've only got sixty seconds. Apparently, he has more than a minute. And, and what's he minutes.
1: like in spaces? Pardon. Like in small spaces.
0: Oh, he's 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 got so it's like he's the amount of work he does in a phone box, unbelievable. Okay. Listeners, was that true? Has anyone actually heard that before? If you have, leave a note in the chat. Leave us a note in the, the Facebook page. Uh, hey, you know what? i am talk about another team who let me down big time on the weekend after delivering so much more the week before. Essendon. How could oh, they be man. that bad? And once again, we had this on. We did tipped out. I picked Essendon. I even said they'll beat the doggies after what the doggies served up the week before against the Blues. They're putrid. Yep. The bombers are pretenders
1: in many ways. I just look at the bombers and think who other than Darcy Parrish and maybe McGrath, who's gone forward in that team for four years? No one. Dylan it, Shield's a gun. I'm not gonna put him in there. He's he's a good player in that team, but he's not like he's not damaging. He's been, they're not damaging.
0: Nah, they're not damaging. <laughs> Pardon? They're not damaging. For whatever reason, they're not damaging. Nah. They're not damaging players. He's not a damaging player. Um, they've got no forward line. If Stringer doesn't kick goals. And around the O. Who hasn't had a touch for a while. Oh, and you know who else hasn't has, has done absolutely nothing for goodness knows how many weeks now? From the Dons? You know it's gonna, you know it's coming every week. It's, it, they yeah, it's gonna come out every week. He has done nothing just because he's got yep. a sexy name, Tipper Woody. No, he hasn't done anything. Um, but the Bulldogs, geez, they've got some. How is it the Bulldogs? They've picked up Norton. They've picked up, in the last couple of years, Norton, Smith, uh, the sexy dude with the mullet as well too. Absolute star. Yep, English. English. They've got young kids. They've done the right thing, and, you, and they've done that in a couple of years. They've got so many young kids, and they've just got that experience. Liber brings so much more to them. Norton. Norton isn't even playing at the moment. You throw him into that team. Toby McLean yep. can't even get a game at the Dogs at the moment. I know yep. there's a couple of clubs. Nah. Essendon well, Essendon would struggle for one of them.
1: Jack McRae, oh, yeah.
0: Champagne was mate. They are just – they are magnificent to watch. Absolute love them. Yeah. Absolute love them. Love them. Every single week I love watching them, um, except when they lose to Carlton. But then it just goes to show what Carlton did against your mob on the weekend being Port Adelaide. They are actually a good team as well. So it's exciting. They are, they are exciting. Do you reckon Brendan Bolton? Oh, and Cody Waitman. I will bring this up. How good was Cody Waitman's checkside from the boundary? Oh, circa Chris Pepper under 16 preliminary final in 1991. It was sensational. <laughs> oh, mate. It was. Uh, I, just, I just love them and I just want them to be consistent. I really just want them to be consistent. That's all I'm asking yeah. for. <laughs> so, yeah. Habibi Burmo, good one. Craig Hutchison in the EJ Witten game. Few less kilos, uh, and the front of the jumper was looking a little bit tighter than what uh, Hutchie. Hutchie was carrying around a family of four in the front of his jumper on that night.
1: Uh, uh, that's still a decent
0: kick, though. Oh, is it? Fant- Hutch- <laughs> like, that, that, but that just goes to show the quality in the kid as well. They said he was the best small forward in the draft. Now they said it's yep. genuine small forward. Melbourne went with Pickett, and I can understand if you have a look at what he's been doing and just the pressure and a few other bits. I think they got that right. But how will Waitman slip that far down? The doggies must be just sitting there going, they, English slipped down, and also Waitman had slipped down over the last couple of years. They've they've done beautifully in the draft." Uh, yeah, I will say one thing as well. Do you know? If you have a look at the games, I said this last week, and it's just getting more and more. Have you noticed the games where we've seen a lot of fast-flowing football?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's actually quite exciting games. These Dower, especially with the slower, the teams that play slow Dower football at the moment, the Swans, North um, North can't do anything. Hawthorne tend to s- um, slow it down a little bit as well too. Adelaide can't even do anything as it is. They, they just G-W. With the shorter quarters, mm. the slower tempo of the game, they can't keep up. And the teams that are playing no. faster football are at the top of the. Line. So you have a look at uh, Carlton; they're playing some faster football. Melbourne had to ch- change the way that they played over the last couple of weeks, and they've had a couple of good wins. It's almost a shorter quarters. You can't afford to just sit back and not attack. Hawthorn yep. are going nowhere. Adelaide are going nowhere. Gold Coast attacking football had another good win on the weekend. We'll get to them shortly. It's just that that, that attackiveness. Fremantle, they're sort of in no man's land. Sydney Shock and don't worry about them. GWS are done. So all the clubs that were so good with the defensive pressure side of things, this mm. year's not the year for it, because yep. you have to be attacking to get that
1: score.
0: Yeah, GWS. Oh, my, and they're apparently going to be giving uh, what's his name, Leon Cameron, an extension.
1: Yep. Probably oh, not the
0: smartest thing. I'll tell you what. What about, what's his name? Deledio. If you didn't hear, Brett Deledio came out and said, when the pressure gets going, they turn from a team into individuals. For sure. They, didn't even, they don't even look like they're playing for each other. How can you have that much talent, Jamie, and not be able to put it together?
1: You, yeah. It's uh, like this podcast. T- it's
0: like this podcast. So much talent, and we just can't get it
1: together
0: the last two and a half years.
1: If you, if you split up all the GWS team, it, little, little players into each team, spread it across the league, mm. every team would be excited to have a GWS player on oh, their list.
0: my goodness. You, you, you could take two from each club. Two, two players from each club would get two, sorry, each club would get two players. You'd be loving it. Yep. I will say, though, that game on the weekend, they did play pretty well. It, they did play pretty well, but they were up against Brisbane. And Brisbane were just, just too strong. But they're getting let yeah. down. They're forwards. Just Jeremy Cameron has done nothing this year. Finn Layson, he was throwing himself around. Himmelberg, I don't think he's had much no. of a sniff. Their backmen, they were playing, I think, Haynes on Charlie Cameron. That was a mistake. Oh, Charlie Cameron's making people look stupid. Oh, though, yeah, Berg. that's great. And who are they playing this week? <laughs> 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 I, 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 haven't, I I bought a new phone a couple of weeks ago. I have. I was going to give it to my mother-in-law just so, you know, here you go, have a new phone. I might have to just keep it for another week because this brand new one might be going through a wall if Cameron's on his kicking his eighth halfway through the second. I don't <laughs> think we've got anyone who can go with him. Uh, so, um, the Swans—they had a crack. Gold case is just too good. I- I'm waiting for Isaac Rankin to kick the ball off someone's head. Like, like, like a golf tee? Just like a golf tee because he kicks them off the ground all the time. He uses, he uses the fairway wood all the time. He's just a yep. freak. Love him. Love him. Yep. And it was good to see them get a win and keep their spot. I wouldn't want to have happened last year where they had such a great start, fell into a hole. They had they had a really bad loss against the D's.
1: <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know what I hope, though, Peps, with people like Isaac Rankin and those sort of players? They stay. Well, they stay, but also they don't get sucked in to these bloody team structures. Like so much natural creative flair for the game yep. and they get sucked into playing these uh, front formation presses and doing this defensively. Just don't do that to him because he is perfect. Yeah.
0: Um. Actually, they spoke to Stewie Jew a couple of weeks ago. I think I might have mentioned it in the last week's Tipped Out where he said, look, all these kids can play footy. And they've got so much natural flair. I want them to play with that. Yeah, well, they have to have some structure around how they set up, those sort of things. But we don't want to restrict that. We want to let them fly. And you can yep. see when they just play attacking football, but they've got so much harder around the ball as well. Yeah. You remember you used to play Gold Coast, it was almost yellow, yellow and red witches' hats. A little bit like Hawthorne on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> They're not like that now. They're harder at the ball. There's a little maturity, and I'll, I said it last week, and we both said it, I think, on the, when we were having a bit of a chat, they will win a flag before GWS will. For sure. Lock that in the vault. I think the other thing that I said in the vault the other week was, Richmond won't make the eight. Look on that, that might be a mistake.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, you made the call of the information at the time. I oh, know, exactly right. But apparently there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq.
1: <laughs> but we went with the information we had at the time. Where do you know one conversation, Peps? I don't know if we have it today or when we have this chat, yep. but the jungle drums are beating for Alistair Clarkson and Hawthorne because there's lots of conversations here. Yeah, if you've got one one with Alistair Clarkson and 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 uh Jeff Kennett, yep. the other one, if you think of the last five years, the players that they have bought in from other clubs around that twenty four to twenty five yep. year olds. Yep. Hoping to get in a premiership, those those players are what would you, what would you be thinking as a as a Chad Wingard or a or a Tom Mitchell or Patton or one of those guys? Would you be would you be happy to go through a rebuild of a team like Hawthorne?
0: Well, once again, you can only go with the information at the time. Like, did you see them falling off the cliff so quick?
1: So quick? No, but I mean, they yes, you could tell it was coming.
0: I think what I they've done, I th- and look, I'll give them credit where credit's due. They've got a lot of their players and a lot of the ones that they've brought in, they've got them on the cheap. Like, who was the one who's cost them the most? Would it have been Wingard?
1: Wingard was pricey. But that was, like,
0: that was a swap for Ryan Burton, wasn't it? Ryan and a pick. Yeah, 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 Ryan and a pick. Okay, so that was probably their most. And look, the Chad did nothing on the weekend. I didn't even know that the Chad was playing. The Chad kick, kick was bad. Up. But they got Scully for nothing. They got, yep. uh, yes, i will get into that in a moment. Good point there, Habibi Burmo. Do you notice that our, our resident Hawthorne supporter, Lemac has not been on the chat tonight? I wonder, I wonder why. I wonder why. I know it was his birthday on the weekend, so happy birthday. But he's usually on the chat talking about the Chad. We haven't seen him tonight. So if anyone knows Lee Mack's number, get on the, get on the, get on the chat or get on and say he's copping a spray because normally he'd be getting stuck into me about Melbourne. Well, Hawthorne were absolutely poo this weekend. And so everybody, uh, listeners on the podcast, listen to this. Get onto, um, get onto the Facebook page and give Lee Mack a bit of a spray because his mob didn't turn up. But, yeah, they got Scully for nothing. Mitchell, I don't think they paid a lot for because Mitchell wanted to get out of Sydney. Got Jago Mira for a bit. Yeager Mira, I don't think they got – did they get him for much? Was that a f- well, they first or they second? They would have. Yeah. Burgoyne, but that's going a while back now. Um, Frost, but Frost, they got in for virtually nothing. And if funny enough, if you have a look at the two games on the weekend, Frost was actually one of their best. And the person that Melbourne kept instead of him, which was Oscar McDonald, he played a pretty good game as well too. Chad Wingard we've spoken about. They got Frawley yep. a number of years ago as well too. So besides yeah. Warpool and Sicily, there's not many homegrowns. They need to go back to the draft. They've got to get that young talent. You just can't keep bringing in bringing in players because they want it. Cause Hawthorne aren't going to be that destination club. They're missing the big pillars up, up front. They don't have the pattern. There's another one they've got for nothing, and he just can't keep his body together as well. Yep. They are struggling. They are struggling. And Clark, I think, has been there for 15 years. That's a lot of time to hear that same message. But mind you, you're not going to have the same people there all the time. Yeah. Look, like Jeff Kennett said, and I think he put this perfectly, I reckon there'd be another 17 clubs that would love to have an Alistair Clarkson at their club. Would you? Oh, I reckon at <laughs> least the bottom, the ones who aren't in the, in the eight would. Are I you t- telling me someone like, could you imagine a Clarko at GWS? Yeah. yeah.
1: Mate.
0: What about a Clarko I don't know. at Adelaide? Well, Maybe not Adelaide. What about a Clarko I- at, let's, who, who's someone who's just teasing all the time and just can't get there? Melbourne. Wolf. Clarko at Melbourne would have been, and apparently we went after him before we went for Ruse because we couldn't. But he, he's got, mate, you don't, win four, you don't win four flags because you're a dud. You know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I know that. But I just think, and maybe, look, I've only got one season so far to really base it on, and it's COVID season, so it's bloody oh, tough. Yeah. But they just look so out. They're not even playing in the same league nah. as some of these clubs. No, nah, they're
0: not. They're not, they're, not they're, they're not themselves at the moment. <laughs> and it makes it even worse, I think, for them. They're playing Sydney, so they could pinch a win from them. Imagine like yeah. a couple of years ago, Sydney Hawthorne games were ones that you'd be salivating over, and this week it's sixteenth versus fourteenth. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, I think that just leads that sort of leads me into my pep talk for this week because one of the things that I wanted to um, you know with the people for people who don't know, I'm a, uh, I'm a corporate trainer, so I'm working I'm actually working on a, a project at the moment working with some staff around Victoria. You know, and I like to do a little bit of a thing called a pep talk. You know, just sort of you know summarizes all the work that we've been doing for the day or for the week, etc. And one quote I love to go with, go with, go with, if I could get it out is, um, "Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard." Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking a lot of GWS is a perfect example of that. Okay, but here's the thing: one mob and we've spoken about them a little bit at the moment is North Melbourne. I, I have not. From a team, if you looked at how they finished last year, remember how they came home with a, they came home with a bit of a, a wet sail after Scott left, Reshaw took them over, and they were they were flying towards the back end and and things were looking good they're, They've got a little bit of talent on that list, but they're just not working hard enough. Here's a couple of examples, all right? So at the moment, they are, they're ranking they're ranking for the most clearances on average per game. And they're ranking for the most hit-outs per game as well too. So they're getting Goldstein's doing the work in the middle, and they're being able to get it out of the congestion as well too.
1: Hold on, on. on. are you talking stats? I am talking stats. Why is that? Let me just get my post-it note out and I'll start writing some numbers. No, don't write the numbers down. You don't have to. um, The post-it notes. Get the post-it notes out, listeners. Get your pens out. Let's start writing some stats together. All right. Um, And for stoppage clearances as
0: well too. But from last year to this year, their disposal's gone from the second best disposal average to 15th. And uncontested possessions they were ranked sixth last year. They've gone down to 15th. And so what that tells me is a couple of things. First of all, Goldstein, et cetera, around the ball, they're being able to get it. But when they do get it, they either butcher it completely or they're just not working hard enough to get the ball, probably from the second or third chain. Because to drop from sixth to 15th in uncontested possessions is a team that's just not working hard Whatsoever, yeah, you to the outside. It can't be all a talent thing because they f- played pretty well when reshaw took over last year. To the point, champion data ranked them as the sixth best team in terms of their list for 2020. They're sitting 17th on the flip side of this, and this is where I go statistics. Um, you know, 86.7 percent of statistics are made up on the spot. Champion data which is the go-to, the Bible for everything, just goes to show how statistics don't prove a thing. Port Adelaide, you were ranked for the eighth best list in the AFL and currently you're sitting first. St Kilda was sitting 13th, but they're sixth. All right. Now they say it's, it's based on individual and not the collective side of things, but it just goes to show that from a statistics perspective, which everything is based on, it's the biggest overrated thing in the world. How can you rank a club like yours having the eighth best list, but you're playing first? Because it's all about the coaching. It's about the work. You can't put a statistic on work ethic, and you can't put a statistic on what the coach um, playing for each other, uh, passion, intensity. You can't put, any, you cannot put a statistic on that. And it yeah. it just drives me nuts when I see North, who have. Ben Brown, they're talking about trading Ben Brown
1: next year. I saw that, and I almost spat my coffee out this morning.
0: Who? What are they going to do? Who are they going to replace him with? Taryn Thomas? Are they going to get Wayne to come back?
1: Oh, I, I agree. Maybe they get I, Lee was,
0: Colbert back or Kent Kingsley to jump it into crazy. the floor. It, it. The guy was missed. The Coleman by the last game of the year last year, and they want to get rid of him.
1: Yeah. It's just, you talk about dumb football. What's their strategy? What's their recruiting strategy? Do, do they have a plan to build? I think they're trying, but they're irrelevant. I think Damo put it best when he said they are irrelevant.
0: They are, no one wants to go there. They've been throwing cash left, right, and centre for people to turn up to that club. No one wants to go there. Yeah. You know, they were offering... Josh Kelly, Dusty Martin, like we're talking massive coin, 1.1s, twos a year, and they turned it down. Yeah. Something's not right there.
1: And they're in a lot of trouble because Zach zebel has gone out. So there's – if they were to look – Have you seen their injury
0: list? Hey. Have you seen their injury list?
1: That's horrendous. Oh.
0: (laughs) It's almost like you go to the AFL webpage and they've got the full injury list and they've got uh, 17 clubs in one page and Norths are in the next. <laughs> it is it is out of control. Like I'll give you a bit of a heads up and it's not a statistic side of things, but it is just something that when you look at the injuries. So Adelaide are the worst club in the league at the moment. They've got four injuries. All right. Now, if we go to someone like... Oh, by the way, Geelong are absolutely rabble as well if you see their injury list. They're another thing altogether. Hawthorne, who are playing crappy football, they've only got two for six out. All right? Yeah. If you have a look at your mob being Port, you've only got uh, five people on the injury list at the moment, and three of those are to be be, uh, confirmed. Yeah. St Kilda have got quite a good list. They've only got four. Sydney got a bit of work. West Coast have got a couple. They've got about seven. If you go to North Melbourne and have a look at the list of their injuries, they've got Paula Hearn, Jed Addison, Charlie Combin, Ben Cunnington, Taylor Garner, Kyron Hayden. He should get he should get weeks just for his name. Ben Jacobs, Flynn Perez, Joy Simpkin, Taryn Thomas, Dom Tyson, not missing much there, Ed Vickers-Willis, a.k.a. the hyphen, Will Walker, Zeeble, and Zerhar. Yeah. Now, if you go through that list, tell me if these guys are in there. Tell me, just say yes or no if they're in their best 18. Paula Hearn. Yep. Jed Anderson. Yep. Charlie Combin. Haven't heard of Mm. him. Ben Cunnington. Yep. Taylor Garner. Yep. Ben Jacobs. Nope. Joy Simkin, Yes. Darren Thomas.
1: Yes, definitely. Tom Tyson. Mm. No. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. no.
0: Uh, The hyphen, Ed Vickers-Willis. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Will Walker. No, I don't know. Zebel?
1: Yes. And Zerha. Definitely. <laughs> so
0: I reckon we've gone through seven of their best twenty-two aren't playing. Now you take seven out of any team, and that's the, that's their engine room right there. Hmm. So people have to fill the gaps. They just yep. the early prognosis. I think the first line says it's pure carnage at Arden Street.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But they're going to their spiritual home of Launceston. To play a few games, say so good on them. Mm-hmm. Um hey listeners, I want to ask you a question and I want I want you to write something on our Facebook page or drop a message in the chat. How are you feeling about the dropping the ball rule? <laughs> Cause I know Jamie, you're a little bit you, you've got a you've got an opinion on this, and I've got an opinion on this. I actually rang S E N today, got on about this exact same thing. I-
1: uh, okay, so is it just – do you want to just take this from the whole weekend or is last night's game the embodiment of the effed-up rule that it is? Okay,
0: I would go – let's just go from an, a holistic perspective and then we can talk about a couple of things from last night.
1: I think last night was a perfect example of a holistic look at the whole rule. Okay. What do you think? That. I just think it was, it was it was beyond farcical last night. So
0: I watched the game last night. And I must admit, from what I saw, it didn't affect me too much. Okay. Uh, but what I will say is this. I am so wrapped the way this rule is being adjudicated at the moment. I, <laughs> I, no, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And the problem is, is that we've been, we've been uh, almost educated from a visual perspective of how long someone should have to get rid of the ball for so long. And now they've gone to, if you try and take anybody on and you get claimed, bang, you're done. And that's the way it should be. This whole uh, thing about prior opportunity, I am wrapped to a degree that it's gone. Mind you. There were a couple last night which just took it to the just either took it to you're going to be kidding me the guy just he just dropped in his hands and he got pinged or he's run through seven people done six pirouettes four cartwheels dropped it and nothing was paid last night was the extremities from both ends when you want me to come in i um,
1: tagged you in all right Peps, the prior Opportunity rule is fantastic if it is applied consistently. It is the most frustrating rule when you see a player fend off or have half a step and then what they do is they just accept the tackle and it doesn't get rewarded. It's not rewarded enough. That's That one I agree with you wholeheartedly, okay? That one I agree, that
0: if you take the tackle on, too bad. You fend... Too bad. As soon as you go off your line, too bad. That's, that, that's the way it is. If you pick the ball up, you, you can go anywhere you want. If you try and take a tackler on and they get you, too bad. I heard something on the radio and I couldn't believe this. I almost, I almost drove my parked car into another parked car. That's how frustrated I was when I heard this. There was a guy yep. on the radio saying that the tackling at the moment is – he said, what, am I, what is the player supposed to do? One, one of them, so the player now tackles with one arm around the waist and they're pinning one arm. Okay. So if you need me to sort of demonstrate, I'll stand up. So they've, they've pinned it this way and this arm's free. And mm-hmm. then they sort of pin the arm like, like that. Does that make sense? Yep. With the other arm. And he goes, well, what's the player supposed to do? He can't get rid of it. So they shouldn't be allowed to do that. And if oh. that actually occurs, they should get a free kick for not being able to be allowed to dispose of the ball properly. That's and I just went, you are got to be kid." Yeah. I was, I was fruit looping at that stage. It's the perfect – it is the perfect tackle. You tackle oh, them, I and agree. they can only get – and they have to throw it out. Or they have to put – the problem is is that in what you said, for so long it's been about you get the ball, you get tackled, you just hold it in, wait for the whistle. Yeah. In the space of a week, they've flipped it. where you hold it in and don't do anything. Too bad. The one I yep. don't agree with, though, and not enough. You're like this is when the second or third is coming over the top. That's the one I don't agree with. When you have got the second player who lays on the, lays on the back, and doesn't doesn't do anything. Yeah. That's the worst one. That's the worst. That's one I don't like. But I'm wrapped at the way it's being, um, monitored and the way it's being rolled out at the moment. I am.
1: Okay. All right. That's that, that's that's yeah. your opinion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Except when you see what happened to Brad Hill last night in the last quarter. Did you see that one where he picked the ball up, spanned through one tackle, spun through a third second tackle, got caught, yep, dropped the ball and it everyone almost stopped because it was like oh he's paying it. And nothing yep. ever happened and they actually end up kicking a goal from that.
1: Yep. Actually, you've just reminded me, actually. The play on advantage rule at the moment is almost laughable. <laughs> How many... I can think of two goals in the Port Adelaide-Carlton game where all the players stopped and they continued to run the ball down and kick a goal out of it because every player on the field had stopped and then the umpire calls a late advantage... That rule needs to stop, or something needs to happen, because that is costly these days. Yeah, that rule that is that's another
0: farcical rule. That one,
1: like take advantage straight away. Like you to take it straight away, don't run, scoop the ball up after after everyone thinks the the tackle, you know, the whistle's been blown. Yep, and then and then run and kick it to a forward fifty who's leading. Yeah, there's uh, no player defend that. No one's got to
0: defend it, but they have to call it virtually straight away. And then the one, the one that they say, and it happened a couple of times on the weekend where they did take the advantage because the player makes the choice whether they want to take the advantage or not. Yeah. And they took the advantage and it didn't come off and the umpire called it back.
1: Yep. And then sometimes didn't do that.
0: And yeah. It, no, you take the advantage and if you stuff the kick up, too bad. You, that's your choice. Once again... Yep. The, the more that they strip these interpretations off and just keep it simple, if you pick up the ball and you take on somebody and they tackle you and you don't dispose of it, not this attempt, you don't dispose of it correctly, it is dropping the ball. This incorrect disposal, it's dropping the ball. The amount of times we see people who are tackled and they just get slung and the ball comes free, but because they made a kicking motion they keep going play on, it's, yeah. not, it's not what it's designed to do blow the whistle, off you go, do it again, start again. Blow the whistle, just blow it straight. Don't give them the opportunity to set up. Why are they still asking the do you um, Is it Barry or John going up? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Just strip out some of the rules that has brought this on and get the game to back to how it was. You know, If you think about it, for so long they wanted to you – know, we're going back quite a number of years. Clarko's cluster, they wanted to do yeah. something about that. They wanted to do something about flooding. They wanted to do something about Pagan's Paddock. They wanted to do something about the Eagle's Web. And you know what? The game worked itself out. So why hmm. can't they just leave it as it is and just work itself out? And it's, oh, and it's proving it now because there's teams that have gone, you know what, if we actually leave someone back, we might be able to move the ball on a little bit quicker and they might not pick it up. You know, all right. All right, go for it.
1: Minute we're going to, next minute, we're going to be talking about bloody players as athletes again. We're going to just end up down that right Funny road. Funny enough,
0: uh, there was a, a, a Habibi Bermos coming out with suits, the athletes, not the footballers. I was going to bring something up about
1: footballers not being. Uh, I'll
0: leave that <laughs> off for a week. We'll leave it off for a week. I only bring that up when Melbourne lose. Which
1: is um, week. The other thing I want to talk about. Yep. It's actually. It's not, it's not too many things. I suppose the only thing I suppose just quickly is because um, it's a footy podcast, we just bring it up, the passing of Shane Tuck. Yeah, sad to see so that. I, yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show, doesn't
0: it, that just because you can't see it, yep. it's just not there. Um, yep. And, you know, yep. it's always, oh, they're footballers, what have they got to worry about? Last time I checked, mm-hmm. we're all human beings. Just because we have a tag or we're they're in a fortunate position, so yeah, it is a bit. It is a bit sad to see that. And I, was, you know, I showed I showed my wife. I said, "Oh, um, uh, he passed away," and he goes, "Oh." I said you might know him by the sight, and she knew him by the sight. Apparently, everybody said he was just you know fantastic, fantastic bloke around the club, just an honest, genuine type of person. And to, to hear that sort of news, it's just gives you, you know with everything that's been going on, it's just not the greatest greatest thing to hear, so it's not yeah, our thoughts go out to him and his family, you know, Dad Michael, um you know, related to the Ablets as well too through marriage. So it's all yeah. So it's, it's not a great time. It's not a great time.
1: Well, really. yeah. No, and let's talk about something that is also not even close on that level, but something completely off 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 that. Yep. Are you surprised to hear about Willie Rioli not getting an answer back yet?
0: I didn't even I've totally forgot about it. Yep. But he played on the weekend. Kind of, no, that was Liam Ryan. Yeah, I totally forgot about it. I yep. I don't know about you, listeners out there, did you totally forget about, was it Willy Rioli? Hold on.
1: Willy Rioli from, from August 2019 has not played a game of AFL football and is still waiting to discover his fate from Asada. So he hasn't got a four-year ban okay. like it was potentially All happening. All right. He's almost sat out a whole year waiting for an answer.
0: Okay, so can I ask a question?
1: Sure. Is is what he did a criminal act? Uh, Well, he originally got done for tampering with a urine sample. Okay. So was it? All right. So
0: you have a look at what he's done. Who Mm -hmm. stood him down? Did the AFL stand him down or has West Coast stood him down?
1: Um, uh, well, because the AFL have signed under the code of Asada, okay. he's been stood down Fair immediately.
0: Enough. Okay. Yep. But we don't know what's going to happen. But what, the worst thing he did is he fudged a, he fudged a, a, a wee test. That's basically yep. what he did, was it? Okay. Well, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it is pretty bad. Yet, you've got another person from another club huh. who, yeah, you, you know to... where I'm going with this, don't you? Who's up for some... Potentially quite serious criminal charges. Well,
1: charged. He's been charged. Yeah, he's
0: he? been charged, but is still allowed to play.
1: Hmm.
0: And so, I don't care whose club it is, but there's the, the sniff test doesn't doesn't pass on this one. Unfortunately, this is yeah, the perfect example where should there be a blanket rule that while somebody is under investigation, they're just not. Allowed to play. I know it's innocent until proven guilty, but if you're being charged yep. with something,
1: yeah. yeah well, the NRL, the NRL have got a rule like that where, if anything, as a player, your personal conduct. Yep. Um, it, it's they've got a rule where you sit out until whatever is is done is done. Yep. Um. So, do you agree with it? I don't know. Well. Look, I think I think there's things of a sporting nature, which is R- Willary Rioli. I mean the AFL have signed up under the Asada yep. code that um you know, you follow the rules, otherwise you cop a ban. Like that's yep. sport and we expect True. drugs. With a personal matter and and crime, I mean probably not up to the AFL to start going down to no. finding what and what isn't right and what a club should and shouldn't do. It's more of a what that club socially thinks is the right thing to do.
0: Yep. But once again, we all, we all, uh, under the law.
1: And so I think, Correct.
0: yeah, so I, I just don't you could work criminal thing over your head. You could work. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one, but you know what? Mm. That's why we do a podcast every week and we're not in a, a, a position to do that sort of stuff too. So, um, hi, hey, I don't know about you, but I have got nothing much more to talk about. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to this to the number of games coming up. Remember, Thursday night we've moved tipped out from Wednesday to Thursday night because we found it's a lot better in terms of content and making more educated tips where we know who's actually playing rather than squads. So tipped out is released weekly on the Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So it's just part you subscribe to the podcast. That's where you can find us. All right, so that's where we are. Tipped out. It's uh, lace out your tips every week, just how you want it we bring we bring it. and jamie and i we just he's dominating me at the moment he's such a he's such an educational co-host tell you what imagine what this podcast would be without him
1: only it'd be, it'd be only it'd be only lace, it'd be, lace.
0: it'd be just lace yeah and there wouldn't be there'd probably be just as many viewers <laughs> at least there's all right um <laughs> Uh last thing, want to are there any games this week before we get into the swing of things uh, that you're excited for for this round? One um, coming up?
1: Yeah. A couple. I'm excited about the Brisbane-Melbourne game. The
0: Brisbane-Melbourne game? Oh, interesting. Yep.
1: And I'm excited for the Eagles and the Collingwood game. Yep. And I'm probably I'm pretty excited to see The Adelaide Crows, if they can continue on their losing ways against Essendon. Oh, that'd be beautiful. But
0: could you imagine what I'm going to be like next week if Essendon lose to Adelaide? (laughs) I'll open the show with the Adelaide theme song. If Essendon lose. Uh, um, Just on that, Thursday to Monday footy, I really like it because it gives you that opportunity to watch games. Monday, if there's nothing – what's on Monday night, really? There's nothing much on. It's the Chef finale. Um, Bachelor in Paradise and probably a, a rerun of Mythbusters and um, Perry Mason. Yep. But, the... games, I'm really looking forward to Thursday night, Sons and Dogs. That is going to be yep. – I reckon that could be a belter of a game. I'm interested to see what GWS are going to be able to pull out against Richmond. I know it's the grand final replay, but – If GWS lose this one, they're they're done for the season. Completely done for the season. Will North bounce back? I think they've got too many out. Um, Sydney Hawks, that could be an absolute snooze fest, so ignore that one. Your mob against St Kilda. I think it's going to be more of a test for St Kilda rather than yourselves. So are they going to be back to St Kilda like they were last night or are they going to be back to shit Kilda? We'll find out. Mm-hmm. I think you're very you're right though. The Adelaide Essendon game intriguing just to see the result on that because Adelaide didn't play too bad last night.
1: No, they are pretty they fine. Were,
0: they I thought were, yeah, saying. they were all right. They just St Kilda took the reins. You're right. West yeah. Coast and West Coast and Collingwood going to be a corker. Melbourne and Brisbane. Uh, that is going to be that's a Metricon Stadium, so it's not at the Gabba, so it's at our uh, second home ground. It's our fortress. Last game we played up there, we we won by a point against Gold Coast. I reckon the Monday night game, the Fremantle versus Geelong game, that could, that could be interesting on both levels because even though it's fifteenth versus fifth at this particular stage, I reckon Fremantle are not playing super bad footy, mm-hmm. and I reckon they could pinch this one against Geelong. I just I, there's just so many twists and turns. I feel like the I feel like I'm on the Mad Mouse at the Royal Showgrounds. Don't know what's going to happen. Don't know what's going to happen. But I do know what's going to happen. We're going to be back next week. Me and J-Dog here on Lace Out on the greatest podcast, AFL related, that you can listen to. Listeners, you're awesome. Jamie, you're awesome. Everybody who's joined us tonight live on Facebook, you're awesome. And more importantly, J-Dog, how do you love your footy?
1: I like it, Lace Out.
0: Go D's. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host Chris Pepper and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ace out!